name is Falker Kruger. You're listening to From Fel and Duffy Legal News. Elmeri Richter, thank you for joining us. A court case about a sperm donor's application for visitation rights. Please uh, give us the facts of this case. Hi, Falker. Um, this was a very interesting matter before Pretoria High Court. And in this matter, there was a lesbian couple who really wanted to start their own family. And they um, they then made a few posts on social media inviting prospective sperm donors to make contact with them. And this applicant in this matter, I'm going to refer to him as Mr. X, he then contacted the couple and expressed that he's interested to donate his sperm. So the parties met one another. They were very satisfied with him and with his willingness to actually donate. So they started a legal process. They went to attorneys and a sperm donors agreement were drafted and signed by the parties. Now, this agreement, it was quite a standard agreement, although it covers everything that you can think of. And this agreement also specifically made provision for the fact that Mr. X, who's the donor, will not have any rights and responsibilities in respect of this child. He will only be the donor and the couple will be the parents and the guardian. Of... I think that's a typical term, no, Nebi? Yes. Term agreement, no? Yes, that is 100% a standard term and that's also something in that's set out in our law. So the parties reached the, the agreement. They were very happy with it. After signing the agreement, Mr. X donated his sperm. Uh, a child was conceived and a, a very healthy boy was then born. So after the birth of the child and when the couple and the baby was still in the hospital, Mr. X went to visit them and he, they stayed in contact. The parties actually stayed in contact with one another. There was also a time, I think it was for a period of nine months, where the couple leased a house from Mr. X. And I think it's safe to say during this period, Mr. X um, saw the, the baby or the boy a, a few times and on a few occasions. Now, despite this sperm donor agreement that was reached five years after the birth of the child, Mr. X and his mother approached the High Court in Pretoria requesting that the court grant them visitation rights in respect of this boy. And um, they based their application on a bond that developed between them and the boy. So they didn't base their application on a genetic link or interest that a lot of people tried to do. They actually based this application on a relationship that formed and developed between them and the boy. And they said, but it would be in the best interest of this boy if this relationship continue and if they continue to play a part in the boy's life. So they brought this application in two parts. Part A, they only asked for visitation, and then they asked that social workers, the family advocate, etc., do an investigation to determine what would be in the best interest of this boy. And then part B of the application flows from part A and will be brought after the investigation is done. And in part B, they actually not only ask for visitation, but in part B, they also ask for guardianship. Now, this request 
before court will have a significant impact on the family life of this child. Um, it will change significantly. He will not only have two guardians like normal kids, he will now have three guardians and two set of families, etc. So this was the application that the court had to consider. I take would be that the application shouldn't succeed uh, because of that agreement. And I guess also because it would set a precedent uh, for the future. I, I mean, that would make it very difficult for uh, people who want to use a sperm donor to, to, to you know, do something like that. Yes. Uh, what did the court find? Well, the court actually agreed with you, Volker. Um, the court dismissed this application and the court said that they cannot allow visitation to take place. And the court also made a cost order um, granting an order against Mr. X, requesting him to pay the costs of the couple that they obviously they were forced to incur some legal cost to oppose this application. But Fulka, if you don't mind, I would like to just briefly discuss the reason for the ruling of court because it's not merely based on the contract that was reached. The court considered a few different aspects as well. Yes. Um, and before we start, I think it's important for the listeners to keep at the back of their mind that sperm donors do not have any rights and responsibilities in respect of a child born from their donation, like we said previously. Um, so the court noted this and once again reiterated this principle, but the court also indicated that we should acknowledge the fact that the applicant is not bringing this application based on a genetic link. The Mr. X is bringing this application and out of him having a relationship with this child. And the court then had to consider the extent of this bond and the relationship between the child and Mr. X. And the court actually found that there's no mutual bond between the child and Mr. X. So Mr. X values the relationship he has with this boy and he has a deep connection with this child. But for the child, this relationship has no meaning, if I may say it that way. So it's also important to note that Mr. X testified in court and he actually explained to the court that the moment when he held this baby in his arms, he felt this deep connection with this child. And it was from this deep connection that he felt that this application actually flowed. And the relationship that he tried to have with the child, it flowed from this deep connection that he had the moment he held the baby in his arms. So this deep connection was not something that the couple and the parents of this child was even aware of. I, I think if they were aware of this deep connection, they would have never allowed any contact between Mr. X and the child for obvious reasons. But, um, yeah, the court said that, yes, they understand that Mr. X has this care and this value for the relationship, but it's one-sided. It, it's not a mutual bond. And the bond doesn't mean anything to the child. So that doesn't really affect the best interest of the child because for this child, it's just another person. What's also um, important to take note of in this specific matter is that Mr. X saw the child two years ago. So two years passed when he didn't have any contact with the child and then he brought this application. Yeah. Now, 
This is important because children the age of five and four, the more you see them, that's how they build a relationship with you. They don't always remember seeing you three years ago. Um, and also the court noted that you only saw the child on few occasions. There was not, not like any sleepover contact or any proper visitation or contact session. He saw the child on a few occasions. So that cannot really create a mutual bond. Then the court also looked at um, the respondents, who is the couple, whether they were actually responsible for this bond that created. And the court said that no, they were not responsible for the bond that crea was created between Mr. X and the child, because on the one hand, the bond's only one-sided, it's only Mr. X who feels the bond. And then secondly, they, they actually allowed a few contact session out of a sense of gratitude and they were polite. They never encouraged a, a relationship to build between the child and, um, and Mr. X. So that was also something that the court looked at. But the court made mention of two very important things and this is what I'm going to conclude with. Is firstly, the court said that we all know sperm donors does not have any rights or responsibilities in respect of the child. And this is important because this creates legal certainty and it is essential for, the, um, for sustaining the artificial reproductive system in South Africa. If we now give visitation rights to a sperm donor, um, no one will be willing to donate sperm anymore and people who really want to start a family will not accept sperm donations because they know that they will now open a door for possible claims in respect of their child in future. So if we want to protect the artificial reproductive system in South Africa, we cannot allow to give sperm donors rights or responsibilities in respect of children born from their donation. That's the one thing the court said. And then lastly and secondly, I think this was also very important. The court looked at a family. And the court said that a family is such a private and intimate space um, and a bond. So this space and this family bond requires protection, especially protection from the influence of third parties. And the court said that the couple intended to have a normal family with this child. And this family relationship is worthy and deserving of constitutional protection. And therefore, the court said he can merely not allow Mr. X to influence and interfere um, this perfect relationship that the couple have with their child. And that's why the court said he will not allow visitation because this will interfere. The, this interference will not be in the best interest of the child. So um, that's why he actually refused to grant visitation. So is the court saying that um, there is this agreement in place, there is the artificial reproductive system in South Africa that we need to protect and therefore the sperm donor shouldn't get visitation rights full stop. In other words, it's actually not relevant whether there is a relationship between the sperm donor and uh, the child at all, um, because I think that should be the position, is it not? Um, yes. Because uh, otherwise you open the door, as you said, to numerous disputes and uncertainty and 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 so on, which obviously is also not in the interest of, of those children. Um, yes. 
Yeah, that so, is so exactly the further investigation actually is not relevant, um, is it? Well, to my mind, not. However, we cannot ignore the fact that the court actually did look into the relationship and the bond. So the court's ruling was, no, we cannot let this person interfere with the family. We have to protect the reproductive system, all that type of things. But the court also spent time to first actually determine the extent of this relationship and the bond between the child. I think that perhaps if there was actually a, a different relationship between the child and the donor, and if there was a mutual bond, perhaps the outcome of this matter would have been different. Um, but the court said no. And I agree with the court. I think it's very important that we have to protect this artificial reproductive system. We cannot allow donors to to interfere, because this will also up, open up a door for surrogate agreements and that type of things. We don't. When you enter into an agreement like this, you know exactly what you are contracting to. You know you are giving away um, sperm and that a child will be born. But I think we should we should be strict, and I think and I hope our courts will will be strict with this to not allow any interference. But I guess for any couple using the service of a sperm donor, the lesson is to make sure that there is no contact with the yes. sperm as, as yes. the agreement so that you don't sit with a situation like this. Um, yeah. It's obviously the natural reaction of any father of a child holding the child in his arms, as you also explained, was uh, was apparent from the court judgment, is to 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 feel an affection there for that child. Yes, um, that's so true. To prevent that from happening, um, um, yeah, you, you need to keep away this sperm donor from the child, I would I would think. Yes, that's also one of the lessons I would um, say the listeners should take note of. Um, don't be polite. Don't, out of a sense of gratitude, allow this visitation or even, I would say, this first visitation in hospital. That was the the moment when Mr. X realized that he now wants to be part of the child's life. So I, I think our listeners should should remember this and they should not be polite. They should not allow this connection or, or this visitation at all. I think it's to their own detriment. So this uh, remains intact as an exception to the rule that the biological father always is a natural guardian and um, uh, yeah, and also uh, has an obligation to maintain that child of his. No? In yes. this case, he has neither the right of uh, visitation or access to the child, and also um, he doesn't have the obligation to maintain the child. So, so this yes. is an exception which the court confirms uh, exists in our law to the general rule that a bi biological father always has those uh, rights and obligations. Yes, and this exception is set out in the Children's Act as well. Okay. Okay. Yes. Thank you, Amory. Thank you, Volker. That's all we have uh, time for today. Remember, our email address is info at vvd.co.za. Thanks for uh, listening. Uh, make sure that you tune in again next week, Wednesday, between 3 o'clock and 4 o'clock, and then also on Friday evenings.